You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Happy New Year. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. You sound like the, uh, like, like, rumble, like, let's get ready to rumble guy. I mean, it's a new fucking year. I want to start out with a bang. Well, Matt, get in here. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a good good time <laughs> happy new year happy new year as we are recording this it is the last and final day of 2020 goodbye goodbye good riddance to 2020 and 2021 will be tomorrow which is so crazy it's always a, such a weird time of year where the next day is just another day but it's also a whole another year all day long i have my the the the, the dream scenario for me which is I get to go around and say to people, see you next year. And you're that guy. I'm so that. Are you kidding? I'm that guy. I am absolutely that guy. I don't know where it came from, but I'm incredibly nice at cash registers. <laughs> Wait, as the cashier or as the person at the cashier? No, no, I've never actually worked a cash register. I'm saying when I'm buying something, I'm just, I'm so pleasant to people who are ringing me up for things. I mean, I, I am too. I don't know how that, falls into that guy who says the joke about see you next year that's how i i i, I do it i just you know i'm i, I regale them i regale them I, it's a bright spot for them i go around the bright spot is in me okay and it's you know i am generally a really pessimistic person and the only time it comes out is those like 30 second intervals where i'm <laughs> interacting with a cashier those people think i'm so great but it's that's a, that's the entirety of the time that I can sustain it. That's all. <laughs> good, good to know. Keep it up. Uh, so let's talk. Are you doing? Do you have any resolutions? Uh, no, I actually hate resolutions because I find that people never follow through with them mm-hmm. for the most part. If I'm going to do something new with my life, I purposely do not do it at New Year's. Mm-hmm. I do it either several weeks after or several weeks before. Because that way it doesn't get tied in with the new year resolution. And that way I have hopes and dreams. Like I hope people will wear their fucking masks and I hope people will get the vaccine and I hope people won't act a mess. But whether or not that comes to be, we shall see. It, it, well, we shall see and we probably shall see its opposite too. Unfortunately, I, I really do wish you could have resolutions for other people. Oh boy. <sighs> That'd be amazing. I I resolve for you to stop being a dick. <laughs> yes. I thought I wish that's how it worked. <laughs> but no, we talked about this before on a previous episode. I think that, yeah. Uh, we, in fact, we have a whole episode called New Year's Resolutions Are For Quitters. Uh, yes. We talked about New Year's Resolutions, uh, but neither of us are big fans of them, you know, I think. So, yeah, you just have to, you know, make your choices. Don't wait for the new year. Do it now. Even if you're listening to this years in advance or years in the future. <laughs> if they're listening to this years in advance, 
then they fucking suck at time travel because they did not go back in time with this podcast and stop the atrocities that are happening on this planet. Well, there's that. Maybe they didn't get, didn't go all the way to 2016. Maybe they couldn't make it that far. They just got to 2000. So they heard this episode. They got to 2017. And it was like, ah, that's as far as we can go. I'd say they're doing great. You know, I mean, if you've worked out time travel, you know, I'm not going to, you know, disparage you. That's amazing. Good job. Good job. That was a resolution you had. Probably not at New Year's, just given, you know, how many days there are in a year. And, and you went through with it. And and I say congratulations to you, Time Hopper. Now take me with you. To the future. Or where, however far you can go. Apparently you're not so good at it yet. <laughs> I resolve for them to be better at time travel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a brand new year. And, uh, in fact, that is the bright spot since we're talking about it, okay? Because hindsight is twenty twenty, as we all know. But starting now and for the rest of time, 2020 will be hindsight. See, what's great, though, is I know that tomorrow's going to be 2021, but we have a fucking rat in our house right now, and it keeps shitting on our kitchen countertops. So tomorrow is going to be another fucking shit-filled day, despite the fact that 2021 is coming. What? This is absolutely brand new news to me. I mean, I know you you don't want to, you know, maybe put that information out there, but can I include this? Can I leave this in the show? Yeah. And we literally found it like three days ago, and I actually saw it twice on the counter, and I was like, you've got to go, and it won't leave. And I've set up all these traps to kill it, and it keeps fucking eating dry rice and not the peanut butter that's delicious in the traps. So now I've got to set up new traps with rice in it, which is weird as fuck because I don't know what fucking rat doesn't love peanut butter. Well, you've got a strange rat, apparently. Yeah, I would have been less mad if I hadn't seen it because now that I've seen its face and I'm going to kill it, I feel awful. Do you? I've killed rats before not seeing their face, and I didn't feel awful. How do you kill them? With traps? Oh, yeah. Which I don't kill it with my bare hands. Well, okay. This brings up a story, okay? When I was in college, don't look at me with that face, okay? And it's the one and only time I'll ever do anything like this. But when I was in college, we had sort of, we were living on the fourth floor of um, a dorm, and there were only two rooms up on that fourth floor. And so we had a girl's side and a boy's side. Now, the girls got a rat, and I still think it was probably the boys' fault because we were always over there, and we were absolute slobs. It wasn't them. It was us. Anyway, so we felt responsible, but they asked us to come over and take care of the rat. They had a glue trap, okay, and the diabolicalness of the glue trap is that it, it makes the rat stuck, right, and then it starves to death, and I felt like that was so inhumane. Right. And what ended up happening was they put the rat in the glue trap in a plastic bag. Oh. And I volunteered to take it to the stairwell. And then I beat it to death with a pot. Jesus Christ. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. I'll never do anything like that again. But I felt it was more humane to kill it quickly than to let it starve to death. You're not wrong. That's why the traps we have are designed to literally kill it in the moment it snaps. Sure. And crush it. But, like, 
how psychologically scarring was that for you? Well, I'm still, it, it, that was in college, and it's some 14,000 decades later, and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> so it was pretty horrible. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. The one time that I have killed an animal with my person and not with a trap was an accident in New York when I was walking on the streets of New York, and I accidentally stepped on a rat and killed it. <gasps> I mean, I'm literally clapping my one hand because that's how upset I am. Yeah. I can't even tell you what the sensation of something crunching under your foot that's that big. It is not cute. It is not funny. And the person who was with me started to laugh, and I was like, you're a monster. And they're like, I'm laughing because you had to, you have to deal with that your whole life now. And I was like, you're an <laughs> asshole, too. <laughs> And I was like, I am not hungry because I have just murdered an innocent creature who, yes, carries disease, but was not my place. But if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we all carry disease, right? We can't really hold that against a person or a creature. Yeah. You carry disease and you carry disease. Oh. Everybody carries disease. Look under your seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that we're almost done with 2020, so that is a bright spot. Well, that is our bright spot. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, let's get into the show. Ha all right, since we're ending the year with this talk of murder. <laughs> Jeez. That's fine. We're done with that. So that's where we were. Now, where are you taking us for this? Well, I want you to go to Headspace so that you can get therapy for this. And this is a free advertisement for them. So congrats, Headspace. <laughs> Because I'm you fine. clearly need some help. No, I'm fine with it. I think I've made my peace with it, I think. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still traumatized. Still too squirming. Yep. Oh, man. So, in honor of the Christmas star that happened recently with Saturn and Jupiter, we're going to go to a mysterious place. Are you oh, ready? I'm Absolutely. I mean, I think I am. I don't know. It's a mystery. Missing people. Oh, okay. The Midwest. Missing people of the Midwest. Sure. American Stonehenge. All right. So, oh, is it the monolith that just showed up? Remember the thing, the monolith that happened last, that had to be just some kind of stupid prank? Is it the monolith? No. Good, because that just seemed like a total stupid prank to me. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to talk about the infamous little sister to the Bermuda Triangle, the Lake Michigan Triangle. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, we have our own Bermuda Triangle in Lake Michigan. The Lake Michigan Triangle is also referred to as the Michigan Trial okay. uh, Triangle. You said the Midwest, and I was thinking, I, I thought, you know, I went further west with it, I guess. And also, you didn't mention anything aquatic. I think I get a pass on this one, not knowing what the fuck you're talking about. Sometimes you don't get all the clues. Well, then let's do a whole show about it then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm sure you're thinking, what the fuck, Jason? It's bad enough that there's a triangle of water near Bermuda where people just fucking vanish, but now there's one in America? Well, sure. That is exactly, I kind of, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, so, Jason? It's the only part I left out. <laughs> so the Lake Michigan Triangle spans from Manitowoc, Wisconsin to Ludington, Michigan, and finally down south to Benton Harbor, Michigan. That's kind of like that area of the lake that's like spooky. Is it a large area? I mean, it's a great lake, it's, so it's pretty big. 
pretty much most of the lake. When well, they said it was like the Lake Michigan Triangle, I was thinking it was like this one little pocket. No, it's like the whole fucking lake. And I'm like, so just don't go on this lake. <laughs> I like mean, this lake is really Michigan easy. It's bad. Yeah. Don't sail on Lake Michigan. I know it's great, but don't do it. Yeah, it's a great lake to look at from sure. a distance. You know, I feel like there's another lake pretty close by, too. You know, they're all kind of grouped up there. I totally have from a distance from Fett Midler in my head now, and that's just going to be all I hear for the rest of the fucking podcast. From a distance, you could die in the lake. <laughs> just like that guy who was eating steak. Wow. You got to rhyme. You know, there better be a guy eating steak who died. Well, we'll get there. Oh, great. The first recorded incident would take place in 1679. Wow. So during this rather archaic time in history, people were trying to find new ways to get from Europe to Asia, right? I love that it's archaic to us. What was it? 1679? 79. Yeah. So it's archaic to us. But at the time, they were like, can you believe it's 1679? It's so modern. Like, we've yeah. got it figured out, you know. Well, I acknowledge that we will be archaic someday. Absolutely. And we do not have it figured out. No, we don't. We still are fighting about the same fucking shit that we should have solved in the civil rights movement. But Essentially. Like, it's 1679. They're like, we'll never have another plague like that again. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to 2020. <laughs> Oh, no. So one shipping company basically is like, I've got it, you guys. We don't know how big the lakes go and how far they go. So we're just going to go through them and we're going to cross to the Pacific. Problem solved. I'm a hero. Oh, got it. They're trying to find the Northwest Passage. Yeah. Aha. So they sent their boat Le Griffon. Uh, which was like a super ship back in the day, though the great, like, basically, they're like, it's super. It could carry 12 people. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> boat I've ever seen. Uh, it's a ship. It's a ship, thanks very much. It's made of wood. Yeah. This wooden <laughs> ship is a bigger ship than you've ever shipped on. She's unsinkable. What are you doing with that candle? <laughs> oh molly brown um so obviously they didn't reach anywhere past the great lakes due to the fact that there's like a giant landmass in a way uh, you know oh canada yeah they forgot um, to, they forgot to bring pickaxes apparently <laughs> there's land in them thar hills <laughs> well we got pretty far but uh, it's a continent there what was the problem canada as usual canada <laughs> <laughs> they were all nice, but they were just in a way. They were nice and stuff, but in that really condescending way. They're like, they knew that we weren't going to get where we were going. They were super nice about it and stuff, but no, we weren't getting to the Pacific Ocean. Oh, where are you going? West. Oh, oh you think so? <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your trip about? <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the Lake Michigan, right? Right. And then it, like, vanished. Lake Michigan vanished? No, the boat. <laughs> Le yeah. Griffon. Okay, oh, well. Should have been Le Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> quote from Travel.com. Quote, the horrifying part is that no wreckage of the ship nor any traces of the crew have been found to date. I don't feel like, well, with, with this kind of distance, I don't feel like it's horrifying. I feel like it's, you know, uh, a shipwreck. Anyway, yeah, they, they, I mean, they went away. 
It's also made of wood. You know what happens to wood and water? What? It floats. Well, sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> it, it gets eaten by that fucking animals and barnacles and shit. Oh, so you're saying there's a kraken in Lake Michigan. Got it. Of course. Okay. Obviously. Hashtag right. kraken. <laughs> I hope that, that that plays a part in this story. I do. Everybody knows that crack and wood go well together. Get it? Like an ass crack and wood. I was trying. It was a stretch. I know. Uh, it could be a stretch if you get the wood and the crack together in the right way. Listen here, Fannie Mae Stretch. <laughs> Thank you. That That's my drag name for those who don't know. I'm Jenny Talia Bush. I love that. <laughs> All right. So the next wild experience that would take place in the Michigan Triangle would be in 1883. Okay. Over 200 years have gone by. We've learned. We're now making ships out of wood. We've had another global pandemic by now. We're doing exactly the same. Nothing has changed for humanity. Yeah, nothing has changed. I think some other shit went down in the middle of that, but I'm just taking the highlights. Yeah, I think Prussia was founded or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Prussia. I forgot Also, about America was founded. Yeah, we did that. So there was a tugboat <laughs> named Mary McLean. Oh, adorable. That normally hung out in the Chicago Harbor, right? Okay. But for some reason, it was out and about, like, in the water. And no. um, Tugboats got a tug, you know? You, you... I don't think it was tugging anything. I think no. it was just hanging out. It wasn't tugging anything yet. Maybe it was going somewhere where it could tug something. You know, you get tired of tugging the same old... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta tug different wood. All yes, right, exactly. So you know, metaphorically, you get tired of tugging the same old shit. You gotta, you gotta expand your horizons and go find somewhere else to tug. Sometimes you gotta tug wood to the crack, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm gonna keep trying to make this happen. It's I'm gonna, gonna make happen. fetch happen. It's... Happy fucking New Year! You guys gotta listen to this it's... all day. It all stays in. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for some reason, it's out and about, right? And it's a bright, sunny day with no clouds when suddenly they got bombarded by blocks of ice falling from the sky. What? Yeah, like, the boat had dents in it from the large ice bombs. Like, that's how big the pieces of ice were. And they actually saved a large chunk of it to show people when they got back to harbor. They're like, we were literally, like, under siege by this fucking ice storm no clouds, no nothing, and they're getting, like, impaled with ice. Okay, that is fucking creepy. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so they have to, I mean, you have to wonder if they were sinners. That's where, (laughs) I think they were sinners. That's what I think. I like the idea that Elsa's out there and she's like, get the fuck off my lake. Oh, maybe so. She was, maybe they were, she's she's sailing around on an iceberg, probably. (laughs) And... She didn't like, she famously doesn't like people in her personal space. I. She was on her horse. Come on. Didn't you see Frozen 2? Oh, that's right. So she's galloping around the lake and sees this errant tugboat and gets pissed off and, uh, and attacks it with ice. So great. So what's the mystery? Fuck. So Elsa actually got into a fight with a woman named Mary McLean. And she's like, that fucking bitch sent a fucking boat out here to like shade me. I'll show her. And she just, <laughs> the poor crew's like, we've never even heard of Elsa. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, we fucking solved it. Congrat, You're welcome, history. <laughs> yeah. 
So the third recorded incident that we know of would take place in 1891. So it's kind of picking up steam now. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. Well, there's more boats on the water, I feel. Yeah. So when a schooner, I love that word, schooner. Schooner is fun to say. Also sloop. What? Also sloop. Sloop? Yeah. It's another type of boat. Is it S-L-O-O-P? Yeah. It's fun to say. Schooner sloop. <laughs> if I had a schooner, I'd name it sloop. <laughs> so that'd be so confusing. You have a sloop or a schooner? Yes. It's a schooner named Sloop. It's Who's my on schooner first? Sloop. <laughs> <laughs> so when a schooner named the Thomas Hume oh. would head out across the lake from Chicago to Muskegon to get some wood lumber. Uh, <laughs> Everyone needs some wood. I feel like everything in this story is just wood moving around from place to place. Listen, it's been a rough year for people. We got to give them some wood. Okay. All right? Hey, I'm, I, I have never said no to that. Never. <laughs> so a schooner, by the way, is a sailing ship with more than one mast on it. Okay. This schooner had three masts. Okay. So it wasn't like a double wood. It was a triple wood. A triple wood. Okay. It was a three-masted schooner. Named Sloopy the Schooner. Yeah. I also don't know. Could you? I don't think a person could handle three dicks in them. Um, I have seen it. I've seen it. Uh, It doesn't. Logistically, I feel like it doesn't work out. It's not that a person couldn't open up to do that kind of girth. Because obviously they can. It's the mechanics of getting three into a person at once. Because each of those, at least theoretically is attached to a person who has legs and a torso as well. So it's getting all of the legs, torsos, and then dicks in the right position so that only the parts you want to go into the person are do and everyone, everything else is out of the way. And I don't think that's really possible. Yeah, that's why. Well, anyway, let's go back to the schooner named Thomas Hume. No, I think this his... is our new topic now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to our triple wood schooner. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Thomas Hume. So, okay, it got super windy when it was out in the lake, and the boat disappeared. What? You've got three masts. One would assume you would be fine with wind, right? Don't go, would... don't go making a boat with three masts on it and three sails if you can't handle wind. Yeah. Thomas. Well, so I'm sure you're thinking, duh, it's a fucking wooden sailboat, right? That's yes, that's that was the subtext of what I just said. Yes. Yeah. So and it hit a storm and it fell apart like Elsa and Anna's parents experienced in fucking Frozen. Right. Sure. Like it just sank. Yeah. Like we're not. This isn't hard. This isn't rocket no, it science. Sank, right? And it was within 10 minutes of the beginning of the first movie. It's crazy. So what's weird is that unlike in Frozen 2, when they found part of the shipwreck, this boat was like unable to be found at the time. Mm -hmm. Like nary a piece of wood from the boat. Like nothing drifted up on shore and they had like a search party. They were like, oh boat, Mm -hmm. I need some wood. Uh Where are you? And the wood was like, nope, I'm hiding. Well, it was because it wasn't magical. That was the problem. (laughs) Well, also the wood was like, I'm in a great big bottom of a lake. I'm very happy. (laughs) I don't know why you want me to come out. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome for that. I appreciate it. So they even put out a reward back in the day for like 300 bucks. $300? Oh my God. I know. That's a lot of money. So all these people are like, I'm going to find that boat. 
Sure. Because I'm a get paid $300. Yeah, it, was, it became and, a fucking national craze. Yeah. So I will admit that unlike Le Griffon, they actually would find the boat eventually, or they think they found it, in 2006 in the south part of the lake. Did they get their $300? <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think the claim had expired. That that like, is <laughs> bullshit. Someone is owed three hundred fucking dollars. Listen, they just get the privilege of having been inside that great big bottom. Okay, that and three hundred dollars is like a boat payment. Okay. <laughs> so. The people who found the boat are still doing a ton of research into the wreck to confirm it, it is indeed the schooner. And that costs money. Yeah, it does. It research costs more than three hundred dollars. A lot more. A lot more. I'm saying maybe it's a, maybe it's a drop in the ocean, but come on, it's still worth it. You you gonna you? I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed off for these people. They've been so shorted. They're trying to figure out how it sank, right? Sure. Well, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why they're motivated to find all this out when they've been so rudely snubbed. I mean, sometimes the treasure was within them all along. <laughs> oh, God. So you've been watching a lot of Disney movies in quarantine, I can tell. Whenever someone fucking says that, I'm like, cut it out of me. I want to spend it. <laughs> the treasure might be in me, but Gucci shoes are outside of me, and I want to get them. <laughs> yeah. I can't spend... Something I can't hand to you. <laughs> so I need you to remove it from me yeah. so that I can be rich now. So Jason's going to go have a treasurectomy. <laughs> and we'll get back to this. <laughs> so the scientists speculate that it was bad weather that sank the boat. Okay. That took 200 years? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they've earned that $300 now. Reversing course. <laughs> so my next favorite ship accident was the classic Rosabelle incident. Oh, I love these names are great. Yeah. I, I got to say, all these boat names are on fucking point. They so are. So props to these people. The Rosabelle had an accident earlier in the 19th century where it Oops. collided. With... Yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsie. <laughs> I made a poopsie. <laughs> so... Earlier in the 19th century, where it collided with another ship. Okay. And it was overturned. Oh. It, like, flipped over. Oh. You know, and if Rosabelle's on her back, you know what happens then? <laughs> uh, the Kraken comes uh, whacking. I don't know. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's Kraken and wood and <laughs> sogginess. The boats clapped. <laughs> and the boats then, were clapping. And $300 exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> so they're able to fix the Rosabelle and get it back in action, right? They're like, it's okay. You're fine. Get back in it. <laughs> they slapped her on the butt and <laughs> said, get back in the game. Good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> good game. <laughs> so in 19... 19- now, obviously, listeners, do not do that without consent. Thank you. Um, but in 19- you know, it should be noted that Jason got up and slapped his own ass. He could, he wasn't, he wasn't content to just like slap himself on the wrist or something. <laughs> he so, needed the entire experience. It's an experience. <laughs> so actually, in 1921, there would be an all too eerie experience with the Rosabelle. Oh. S- speaking of experiences, <laughs> she, yeah, okay. The boat would vanish. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming. Well, no one saw it coming. That's the whole like the thing with vanishing. 
that was coming all over the boats. Oh my god. So, so people were like, what the fuck, man? Another fucking boat gone? I can't handle this Lake Michigan. So, yeah, so where did it go? We have no idea. Just what were the conditions? What Rosa? This time they would actually find the Rosabelle <gasps> in the sky. You didn't see that coming. With ice. No. <laughs> um it was overturned just like the OG accident. Again? So Rosabelle was a little top heavy, is what we're saying? Little whoop. <laughs> you don't judge her for her boobs. I'm not They're judging voluptuous, her. Voluptuous, beautiful boobs. I'm not judging her, but I'm just saying that though, you know, it could it could make her a little 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 unstable on the water, and that's the last <laughs> thing you want in a boat, really. <laughs> so what's crazy is that the overturned Rosabelle even had signs of a collision, like the OG accident. Okay, so. She, uh, you know, this, it's funny because all of this could have just been solved with a mass reduction surgery. What? <laughs> Christ. So. See, that's the, the kind of guy I am at a cash register just for, just <laughs> for reference. <laughs> so the eerie part of this accident, though, was none of the crew on the boat was found dead or alive. They never found any of them. They disappeared? They disappeared. They also found no record of another ship having suffered an accident that would match the Rosabelle. So the Rosabelle got hit, flipped over, but no other boat crash, no other nothing, no nothing. Oh, so it's a floating boulder or something that did it. Probably. Okay. So I'm are sure. There, like, are there oh, icebergs? What time of year was this? Are there icebergs on the lake? No. That's not a Lake Michigan thing. Well, it's being it's being you know bombarded with ice. I don't know. I'm in Southern California. What do I know about the goddamn nautical, you know, weather in Michigan? I don't know. It gets cold so up there. I'm, I'm sure you're like, okay, that's weird. But people go missing after shipwrecks all the time, right? I would assume so. I mean, you know, people don't get magically transported to shore, or do they? <gasps> How can you explain Captain George R. Donner? I can't because I have no idea who that is. <laughs> so he was on his trusty ship, the O.M. McFarland. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. And he was on it in 1937. All right. Fine. They're heading to the exotic destination of Port Washington, Wisconsin. It's so exotic. Sure. Okay. <laughs> the captain's like, yo, bedtime. I'll be in my room. Wake me when we're close, fam. Okay. Did he tweet this to the, the crew who follows him? <laughs> and his sailor friend was like, you got it, boss. Yeah, absolutely. We need better Wi-Fi on this ship, yo. <laughs> Good night, fam. <laughs> so the boat, the O.M. McFarland, was getting close to Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the sailors are like, we got to wake his ass up. They're like, O.M. McFarland, we got to wake him up. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so they go knock on his door, right? Uh -huh. No one responded. And then they texted him, obviously. Well, they got worried, right? And there's no Captain Donner coming to the door. And they're like, knock, knock. And he's like, silence. And so the door is locked. And they're like, uh, hello, are you dead? So they and broke the door. And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm asleep, bitch. No. <laughs> they opened the door. They busted open. They're like, kick it in. They're like, did anybody check his Insta? <laughs> They're like, our captain's in trouble. My captain, oh, captain. 
<laughs> they got a desk. They stood on it, and sure. then they kicked the door in. <laughs> From the top of the desk, absolutely. And then the captain could see their feet through the door, and he yeah. was inspired. So <laughs> they busted open. Captain's gone. And the door was locked from the inside. It's true. And the windows were all sealed. Nothing was open. The captain vanished. Okay. So they freaked out. And they're like, the captain's gone. What the fuck do we do? And they're like, well, let's just get to the port. And then they realized when they got to a port, they realized that the captain, that he disappeared when they were in the triangle. Oh, M. McFarland, you guys. Did they ever find him? No. So your point is the captain of the ship disappeared and has never been found. Yeah. And we have no idea where the fuck he went. No. That's eerie, which I believe is how you started the story. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm with I'm on board. Well, the, metaphorically on board with that. I do want to point out that there was a Murder, She Wrote episode where a captain went missing and then she found a hidden room on the boat. So it's possible that this guy was like, I need a new life, like Lucy from uh, Jekyll and Hyde. And it's all like getting inside this room and hiding. And then they get in. They're like, it's missing. And then when no one's on the boat, he sneaks off. And he's like, I'm now Jimmy McJim Jim. Okay. Which Jimmy McJim Jim made a real name for himself in, you know, <laughs> in the gold rush. I know. So congratulations to this guy. Who's Jimmy McJim Jim? Oh, he's that rich guy. <laughs> No one knows where he came from, but he looks like he used to be a seaman. <laughs> That's ironic, because we all came from seaman. Everybody used to look like they came from seaman. Everybody looked like seaman once. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a little tail like a seaman, because then I could be like... Through the air? Let's get back to this little tail. Okay. <laughs> Another scary thing that happened in the Lake Michigan Triangle was in 1950. Okay. It's getting a little close to uh, to modern times. now. The yeah, a little close to modern times. It's made of metal. Yeah, it's an airplane. What? So, quote from thetravel.com, quote, The Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 2501 with 55 passengers and three crew members, was on its way from New York to Minneapolis when the fatal event occurred. They crashed in the lake. The flight was crazy bumpy, and the captain was like, can we lower the plane for safety? And the air traffic controller people were like, no. Um, after- <laughs> Fuck your safety. It's 1950. Seatbelts haven't been invented yet. You stay where you are. Yeah, after they said no, the pl- like literally they're like, no, and then the plane vanished off their radar like that. <laughs> Fine, fine, then I'll kill everyone. (laughs) So they haven't found any part of the plane, but they did find some body parts. Okay, so yeah, that went badly. But how bad do you have to feel as that air traffic controller who'd be like, why did I tell them no? But it's 1950, there's only four other planes in the entire world. It's not like they were going (laughs) to run into somebody. Can I fly lower? No. no. We're just we're over the lake. You will bother the fish. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. You're in a nature preserve. So no, you gotta stay up above it. So quote from orangebeanindiana.com, quote Since 1679, tragedy has littered the murky bottom of the Great Lakes. Thirty thousand lives and over eight thousand vessels. And who doesn't love a murky bottom? Oh, 
30,000 lives. Fucking hell. That murky yeah. bottom took a toll. <laughs> that murky bottom is a hungry bottom. This is why you don't mess with murky bottom. This is why you ask, did you clean out? Yeah. 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 You don't want cuz you don't want to lose your life in the murky bottom. You got to know how to get back if you're going to go in there. <laughs> You got to tie some string around your dick. Send a canary so can in first. <laughs> got to spread some breadcrumbs so you can find your way out. Oh, this one's too murky. <laughs> this one's just right. If you can't find your breadcrumb after you drop it, it's too murky. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So... Some people think that it's mostly due to weather that the Lake Michigan Triangle exists. But some people, like Charles Berlitz, an American polyglot who believes in aliens and paranormal stuff, have also claimed that UFOs and the such have caused the disappearances over this part of the lake. And Kevin Held, American skeptic who is nice at cash registers, thinks it was the Kraken. (laughs) Look, Charles, I can wildly theorize, too. Look. <laughs> so here's the thing. I love a kraken, but you should, you can, it's beautiful. It's a majestic creature, but you should always fucking beware that kraken because you don't never know when it's going to explode. No, and that's why you should never go out on the water, ever. Exactly. Yeah. I do love a boat, though. I miss, you know what I, you know, you know what, I'm a very basic person. I'm a basic bitch. I miss cruises. I miss cruises, too. We're basic bitches. It's okay. We can like cruises. I'm happy with that. I think be a basic bitch. If you want to be a basic bitch, you only live once. So don't don't try to be all unique if you want to be a basic bitch. It's not that I want to be, but I am, and I've embraced it, you know? Cruises are amazing. The hotel just goes with you. Uh, If you like a hotel, why wouldn't you like a floating hotel? That doesn't make any sense to me. I love it. Also... I want to clarify what I said. You can also be unique and be a basic bitch. But I'm just saying don't hide your basic bitchness to try to seem unique all the time. Because, like, if you enjoy a pumpkin spice latte, enjoy the fuck out of that. Because life's too short to be all, like, shy about what you like. That's right. So enjoy your beige cable knit sweaters and your pumpkin spice lattes. Uh, (laughs) And just, you know, embrace it and be you. If 2020 has taught us anything, is that we should all stay inside more. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) Christ. So the most interesting thing that happened in my books with the Lake Michigan Triangle is that they found an American Stonehenge that's in the shallow portion of the lake. Okay. Yeah, you started. Yeah, you did say American Stonehenge. What the fuck? That's right. I'm bringing it full circle to that Stonehenge. Get it? It's a circle. Which stones are too? Oh, Stonehenge is, yeah. A Stonehenge is literally a circle of stones. Okay, yeah, I totally got that. Uh, well, now everyone gets that. Yeah, no, we did. I'm smart and funny. You are. <laughs> and I'm a lot to handle. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a girthy schooner. <laughs> Just don't get lost in the lake. Fine. I get lost in Kraken all the time. Oh, wow. I always find my way back. <laughs> yeah, these people just didn't have the proper training by you, who knows his way around a murky bottom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
just needs to be handled with care. <laughs> Even murky bottoms deserve love, too. <laughs> yes. So the American Stonehenge was found in a shallow portion of the lake in 2007 by archaeology professor Mark Holy and his colleague Brian Abbott. Okay. They were using sonar to find shipwrecks and the such, and they came across this section of stones, basically, identical or close to it, to the Stonehenge. Really? Yeah. Like, it, it is kind of modeled on Stonehenge, actually? Yeah. Okay. Now, I did not see any photos. They have apparently taken photos by sending divers to the location, and on it, they found a prehistoric carving of a mastodon which went extinct over 12,000 years ago on one of the stones. Okay. So it's possible this was made a long time ago. It's possible this is a giant fucking hoax. There's lots of possibilities. Yeah. Quote from MilwaukeeMag.com, quote, The site has not been authenticated and the exact location remains a secret. Much like Stonehenge, there is little explanation for the carefully arranged underwater stone, what they signify, or who put them there. Okay, so they're holding out on giving us that information until they get their 300 fucking dollars. <laughs> well, I think also, I suspect that they do not want people to dive and touch and ruin it. They want to keep it safe. That would yeah. be the, the like honorable reason. The dishonorable reason is it's a fucking hoax, and there's no fucking American Stonehenge, yeah. and all that stuff. However... Mm-hmm. If it is real, How classic. that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I hope it is real. I, I have to assume, cynical me, uh, who lived through this year, that it isn't because we're the worst. <laughs> but it, I hope it is. If 2020 has given us anything, it's that we all are cynical. <laughs> <laughs> this year has taken a toll on the psyche of Americans. Well, the world, you know. Uh, but uh, Americans particularly were not ready for it or could not handle quite <laughs> the toll it could take. I just want to say most Americans have clearly not been told no enough and they're acting like it. <laughs> and it shows. Yes. <laughs> That's what those guys tweeted to their captain. You haven't been told no enough and it shows. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going in my cubby hole and y'all can miss me. My new name is Jimmy McJimjim. Jimmy McJimjim, and I'm going to make a name for myself that is, that's that's what it was, Jimmy McJimjim. I made that name for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me, no, that I can't be Jimmy McJimjim. <laughs> I'll show is, you. We were having fun, and then he went and did well in the gold rush. But actually, he, you know, without, without a marketable skill like sea captaining, he became a, a beggar and died. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't realize that the treasure was within him all along. No, he didn't, uh, which you don't even have to pan for. <laughs> it just pops right out of you. <laughs> all right. Like like that fucking rat just leaving little treasures oh, for me. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. That fucking named it. All right. He fucking named what? it. What's How am I supposed to kill something that we name? What's its name? Jimmy. <gasps> really? Jimmy the rat? That's adorable. You're going to kill Jimmy the Rat? You monster. Yeah. I'm going to kill it. Fucking monster. And I have to live with this. And that's like, will you just go check the traps for me? I don't want to see a dead rat. Oh, oh my God. What if Jimmy the Rat is actually Jimmy McJimJim, the reincarnation of this fucking Captain Boat man? I, I having no evidence to the contrary, I have to assume that he is. 
and you're going to kill that fucking sea captain who is now shitting on your counter. O.M. McFarland, I'm going to kill a reincarnated man. Well, you know, it's the appropriate way for this year to end. <laughs> With death. Yeah. Too soon. Maybe cut that one. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, please stay safe, everyone. All right. right. What's the bright side? Oh, poor, well, there's not a lot of bright side for poor Jimmy McJim Jim, but <laughs> I've had a good time. I know, you know, the bright side for me is that I am now fully warned away from ever going out on Lake Michigan. Yeah, what the fuck? Why did nobody warn me about this in school? I'm definitely not flying over it. Yeah. Well, I probably didn't warn it. you about this in school because you were lived nowhere close to Lake Michigan. They warned me about the Bermuda Triangle. Well, you know, you lived closer to the Bermuda Triangle than you did to Lake Michigan, didn't you? <laughs> you know what I always used to think was going to be way more of a problem in my life? What? quicksand <laughs> yeah and i know with quicksand that you have to spread your body out over it but yeah. why do i know that there's no quicksand in the in you know in my fucking, entire experience in fucking massachusetts it's, it's like true. like not... all, i think so many of the ways that you know they teach you to take care of yourself or something deeply misunderstands how much of an indoor cat i am yeah, I could have spent more time learning, like, local shit. I like a cruise, okay? There's very little chance of me finding some quicksand and falling in it. I mean, if you're in the Bermuda Triangle, maybe a patch of quicksand just opens up on your boat. Maybe that's the whole thing with the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. No one lived to tell the tale. <laughs> so, all right. First, first bright side about this Lake Michigan thing is... It's a great ghost story. True. Are... People love a ghost story. They love something mysterious that they don't understand. They love to speculate like we just did. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, like, what did fucking happen to that, Captain? I mean, you know, I what... call it speculation. All right. We have determined scientifically that Jimmy McJim Jim is now reincarnated and is shitting on your countertops. All right. And that you're <laughs> going to kill him. So that was scientifically determined. Proven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but other people, you're right. So other people who are less scientifically trained than we could speculate and have, I guess, idle fun time doing that. Sure. So second, mm -hmm. all the disappearances have led to science searching the waters in the lake to find the ships and to learn why they sank to better the shipping world. And it led to the potential discovery of ancient ruins if it's not a hoax. So like... There's a whole world under the water that we haven't explored fully. Yeah. And so the fact that there's this mysterious triangle has led people to be like, I want to search it because I'm insane and I'm going to go into the fucking triangle that takes people's lives. Well, that's, great idea. That's but a different cool. type of person that it takes to, to be like that. You know, it's like this. Oh, there's this area that's claiming lives. I'm going to go into that area and find out why. Yeah. I mean, I get firemen because they're like i'm gonna save a life from this burning building but in this case i'm like we don't know why you could get eaten by the kraken sure you know what some people like to get eaten by the kraken so i have to assume that it's kind of like i'm gonna search this area find out what's going on and then thereby save the lives of countless people i will never know who I can explain to them why this is going on so maybe these people are incredibly selfless because they're saving lives that aren't even in danger yet. Ooh. I see that cash register Kevin has shown up. 
You know, cash register Kevin likes to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> For 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seriously strained my limit on how long I could sustain this right now. That was that was it for this. People are shit. Sorry. <laughs> you, so are rats and they <laughs> shit everywhere. I wonder how much of the sh- of the rat poop is just your own rice given back to you. I wonder. Most of it. What's really awful though is that Matt loves rodents in general. He loves rats. Oh, so it's entirely your job to kill it? Yes. And he acknowledges we need to, but he's like you need to search the traps every day, multiple times a day. And he like is in the living room constantly now listening to loud TV in case the rat comes out in the day and the snap, the trap snaps so that he doesn't have to hear it. <laughs> like it's, it is messy in this house right now. Oh my God. It is so good that you can't have visitors right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into that yes, house. It's- <laughs> and we just got an elliptical and so it's we have an elliptical now and the furniture's all out of whack and there's a rat in the kitchen it's a lot and it's a new year happy new year folks all right well this has been a really fun episode i i think you know i uh, loved it i'll go ahead and let the listeners decide <laughs> for themselves but happy new year everybody happy new year especially to you jason although it sounds like 2021 is starting off with a real bang at your house it's starting off with a snap. Oh, we hope. Otherwise, you could just start charging it rent. Maybe make a little money. It's been paying me in shit. That is the problem with, with rats. It's hard to explain to them what money is when they think that the treasure is inside them. And that's what they're giving you. And we keep calling it, it gave me little treasures. Yeah. Like, of course it's confused. Poor thing. Yeah. So the treasure is inside of you. As well, our dear listeners. Uh, but that doesn't mean you should shit on your house. Yeah, please don't send me your treasures. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have a confused ending to this episode, I feel. <laughs> but that's okay. That's 2020 for you. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, Jason. Yeah. I'll see you next year. Ah! <laughs> We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.